This is an ABC podcast. You know those weeks when you're crawling to the weekend? I feel like it's been that week for a lot of us. With the end of the year creeping up, we're almost there, but it just feels like it's a bit too far. I don't know. G'day, it's Dave Marchese with you for The Shake Up. This is the one part of the week where you can fully unwind. The stress is gone. You can let it all go. We're chucking the hard news to the side for a bit. We're talking about the other stuff that's getting us talking. And, hey, fair bit around this week. If you don't offer your employees flexibility, others will. My friends and my family, they've, like, really stepped up. What am I supposed to do with all of my unwanted Christmas gifts? On Triple J. Yeah, we're chatting working from home dilemmas, mateship, shitty presents... That's what I've got for you on the shake-up, but that's not everything I've got for you. I've got something else as well. I was going to say a couple of crazy commentators, but this is like a, a world first. Well, it's a shake-up first for me to have one shake-up guest because the other one is still en route. Em Gillespie, Mamma Mia presenter, journalist, welcome back to the shake-up. Hello, Dave. How are you? It's like one for the price of two, I guess. Like, yeah. well, yeah, nah, but we're, we're ready to fully get into all the topics. You know me, I can talk underwater, we'll be fine. I actually saw you a few nights ago at yep. a gig, right, and you came up to me and you said, when am I coming back on no. the shake-up? And Lies. I said, yeah, it's a bit of a lie, actually. That was such an exaggeration. <laughs> but I said, oh, I promise soon. Hey, he even delivers. after a few drinks, I deliver on my promises, right? I felt really guilty the next day because I was like, I hounded this poor man. No, 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 no. It was right. It was right. We've missed you on the shake-up. And, hey, we're, we've got someone We've got someone on their way. I'm going to save introducing them until they get here. It'll be more dramatic that way. Everyone's like, who is it? Is it a Hollywood superstar? I mean, I don't know. It, it could be. Well be. It could be anyone. Is it the Prime Minister? Is it Anthony Albanese? Is it Justin Bieber? Just cross your fingers. Who knows? Pack. What day is it now? Monday. Oh, Monday. Thank God it's Monday. My number one day. On Triple J. So you got your little desk set up, nice cup of tea, doggy on your lap, working from home. Is that what it's like? I don't know. I actually never worked from home, but I know a lot of people did during COVID and they're still doing it. A lot of you loving that experience, some maybe not liking it so much, wanting to get back to the office. But there are a lot of positives. No stressful commute, I imagine. More time to do stuff around the house, better breaks. But according to some, it's not all good. Hack. Bosses think workers do less from home. It's ridiculous. I mean, sure, working from home doesn't suit everyone. Martin, I believe you have a filter turned on. Oh, I'm here live. It's not, I'm not a cat. You can't have the same relationship, I'm sorry, over the computer. Basically when um, Sunday scaries kick in, an individual may feel, I guess, a sense of overwhelm, dread, anxiety. Uh, usually, like you've mentioned before, heading back to the work week on a Sunday evening. <laughs> I just reckon this whole work from home thing's nonsense. <laughs> really? Wow, I hate it. And I think if you're a young worker, you want to be in a workplace where you can work, you can learn from people. And actually, they, don't. they want to be at home. Uh, really, if you find yourself really struggling with the Sunday scaries, it could also mean that there are other things at play. On Triple J. Yeah, a few things here. You just heard journalist Hamish McDonald having his say about working from home. He's not a fan. Also, the Sunday scaries, something we talked about on Hack this week. We're going to get into that as well. But I'm wondering, how has working from home changed the way you view work? Like, do you think you're missing out because you're not learning as much from colleagues, people older, mentors, like Hamish said? Or what if you're a tradie, a nurse, someone who can't work from home? Do you wish you could? 
Let me know. one 36 You can call in on that number. Or you can message in as well. 0439757555. We've already got some messages coming through. Maddie in Bundjalung Country says, I've been working from home on and off for the past two years and I've seen both pros and cons. I'm currently working from home right now and getting dinner ready. That's a pro. But there are often days when I don't leave the house and start to feel down, especially when it was raining and flooding. Yeah, so... We're hearing mixed experiences here. Let's get into it with our shake-up panel. We've got M. Gillespie, presenter, journalist, podcaster from Mamma Mia. And who is our other mystery shake-up guest? I'm going to let you guess. If you think you know who this upcoming superstar celebrity is, who's a little bit late but still on their way, let me know. one 300 You can message in 0439757555. And are we going to give them a good roasting when they get in? Are we going to drag them for being late? Yes, we are. Send in all of your insults. Um, Em, with you, have you worked much from home over the past few years? Yeah, on and off. So at the moment, I'm doing about one or two days from home per week. But I really like having the balance because I see value in what I get out of an office environment. But I definitely like leaning into a couple of days in my trackies, not having to do the commute, that sort of thing. Yeah. So when you're working from home, is it a real energy around you that you lean into. It's like, oh, it's a working from home day today. We're going to just lower the Yeah, mental... 100%. Full yeah. slob. Yeah, right. I okay. mean, I still work as hard. I think it's harder to set boundaries when you work from home. You might do a longer day. You might work more hours because you just sort of, it's like, oh, I might as well or I'll have dinner and then I might, might as well just do a little bit extra. Right. Whereas I think when you're in the office, having the defined physical space be separate from your home space, that that does help yeah. set boundaries a little more. Of course. And we're hearing here on the text line, Claire says, I work in the ag industry supplying parts for machinery. There's no option to work from home when you're making sure farmers keep going. I'm jealous of the people who can work from home even one day a week. Yeah, it would be nice. But, um, you know, we do need people to keep, you know, doing those things, those essential services yeah. that uh, require you to be there. Another person says... Uh, Marcus from Hobart, I'm a chef and I wish I could work at home. Someone else, I worked all through the pandemic as I work in a hospital and I really wish I could have had some downtime at home. I don't know whether it's downtime though, that's the thing, because as Em was saying, she's working just as hard when she is at home. We've got someone on the line, Jai has called in. Hey Jai, what's been your experience? Hey, how you going? Yeah, good. Um, Mine's been interesting. I basically became a lawyer in the time period of lockdown. So I'm pretty new to the whole thing. And working from home was a combination of good and bad. I think the bad part was not having access to team members when I needed them, especially learning. And also the fact that um, the motivation was really, you know, hit and miss. And also I would often work extremely long hours. So it wouldn't be time off. It wouldn't be time I just got to sat down it would be time where I'm working, you know, easily 11-hour days at home and there wasn't really a work-life balance. It's tough. But then there's... It's yeah. tough, Jai. And, like, we're getting a lot of messages on the text line backing this up, especially people who are just starting jobs. It's particularly tough for those people. Thank you so much for calling in. Uh, and we had Hamish McDonald saying he thought working from home was diminishing the value of work, especially for young workers. What do you think of those comments? I was surprised by how strong his take was because 
we've proven over the last two and a half years, I think, to employers that they can trust us. And to me, the success of working from home depended on that. But we did that. Companies saw that their staff, whether they were young or mature and more experienced, they saw that the job was getting done anyway. And there was only a certain amount of time which you could fake it until, you know, cracks were going to begin to show in terms of your work ethic. So I think it's empowered young people more to have flexibility, to be able to choose the working environment that they want. But as you said, I think in it was only last week or this week, census data came out that 40% of our workforce are in industries like healthcare, education, construction, retail, and people in those sectors don't have that option. So I don't know, is it a bit of a... A blowout. And I've seen people like talk about different options like, oh, well, if you don't have the option, maybe you should be paid more if you're always going in. I don't know what people think of that because, you know, workplaces do try to claw back a bit of money. They're like, well, you're not using the electricity here and we don't have to pay for tea yeah. bags but and those sorts of things. But then you're paying for the Wi-Fi and That's you're paying true. for the physio when you screw your posture without a ergonomic chair. Ah, exactly, right? We've got a lot of messages coming through on this one. Jesse in Redcliffe says, I love working from home. My two-year-old Beagle has epilepsy. I love being here for him. I have a great work-life balance. Oh, it's really cute. Someone else says, I can't get much done at home because our internet's abhorrent and my cats won't leave me in peace and the wildlife won't shut up. We've got people with real animal problems on the text line right now. I want to go to a caller. Sam has called in. Hey, Sam, you've done both. You've worked from home, been in the office, office what do you prefer um yeah so i did both during the pandemic just with the way my workplace shaped out and i definitely preferred being in the office um, mainly because the nature of my job meant i needed to see multiple people throughout the day and it was much harder to coordinate schedules from like teams and outlook as opposed it was to just going to their office and organizing a meeting and that's the thing like sometimes it is just so much easier to swing your chair around and say hey can you like check this out or what do you think of this like i i know i find that as well like it's just that communication is what i'm best at i'm not as good with the zoom stuff and keeping track of all my emails so that's really good point sam thank you very much for that we've got more messages coming through someone guessing who the mystery shake-up guest might be they say if they're late it has to be dave woodhead well yeah i mean that's the obvious choice isn't it dave is always late oh yes um, some more messages on working from home. Somebody says, definitely the best balance, or oh, definitely the balance between in the office and at home is good. Getting the household jobs done during the week frees up my weekends. Somebody else says, as someone with ADHD, I find it difficult to separate work from home when working at home, which stressed me out. What do you reckon about office friendships, And Because that's a big part. Well, depending on what kind of work you do, yeah. a lot of people make their friends, especially when they're young, through through the workplace. Do you think that's one of the things that this generation of working from home people are going to struggle with? I do worry that people who are so accustomed to the work from home life have missed out on forming some of those friendships. Some of my best friends have come from work and, you know, I'd be lost without my my work besties. So I do wonder what the loss is there. But it's, 
it's like that message I said before, that it's about finding a balance, depending on your industry, pushing yourself maybe out of your comfort zone to go in, meet people face to face. The interactions just from like grabbing a coffee, blowing off some steam, bitching about, you know, someone in your team or a boss of or whatever course. it is. Like those little moments just can't be replicated on, you know, an instant messaging or a Zoom call sometimes. I mean, people will try. They'll definitely try to get the bitching happening on the instant messaging, let me tell you. But No nah. paper trail. Leave no paper trail. <laughs> Don't do it, guys. Don't do it. Somebody on the text line, Phoebe, says, I'm a beautician, so I can't work from home, but I love that my clients can because I'm so much busier all week now instead of just outside the nine to five. Shout out to my bestie, M, killing it on hack. That's Babes, my girl. <laughs> so good. Um, we're going to move on to something else we spoke about on hack this week. We spoke about Sunday scaries. I don't know whether you've heard about this, M. It's mm. when you have these freakouts on Sundays generally about, the upcoming work week, you know, so I'll paint a picture like maybe I'm at home on Sunday, it's 5pm, I'm stressing out thinking about hack the week ahead, about a shake-up guest not showing up, me being left in the lurch, you know, that sort of thing, Too right? real, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and some research out of the UK found so many young people suffer this, right, like more than 70%. Is it something you can relate to? Oh, massively. I used to get the Sunday scaries really bad during school. Like I've never gotten them as bad in my adult life as I used to get them at the end of a school, high school weekend or school holidays. But I think the Sunday scaries I experience nowadays are heavily tied into how hungover I am. So I'd be interested in this research if there's any correlation between like hangovers and the anxiety and how that ties into your Sunday scaries. Yeah. Because you sort of feel like you've lost a huge part of your weekend when you're hungover, right? Of course. And then you're kind of like mad at yourself that you've lost that time. You should have been frolicking in the sunshine or doing activities and being a better person. And then it's like 5pm Sunday and you've wasted it and you're a blob and a piece of crap. And like, what are you going to do about it? I know, the anxiety or the fear, as my friend Lucy calls it, it'll get you <laughs> on a Sunday. Um, we've got messages coming through. What was also interesting, Em, was how people deal with the Sunday scaries because it changes depending on how old you are. Like apparently if you're in your early 20s, a lot of doom scrolling, a lot of social media distraction. Yes. If you're in your mid to late 20s, you binge watch a lot of shows. So that's <laughs> what you do. And if you're older, if you're into your 30s, you eat. Well, <laughs> or as, you do all the above. I was going to say, as a 28-year-old, all three, ding, 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 tick, 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 that's me to a T. Oh, my God. We're just hearing that our mystery guest has arrived in the building, so just Roll out tight. the red carpet, Dave. This could Dave. happen at any moment. Somebody's going to burst through that door, and let me tell you, you're going to be very excited. I'm building it up. I'm you building it up. Really? What? It's 15 minutes of build here. <laughs> Somebody on the text line is talking about working from home. They say, I reckon it's bullshit. People are just claiming to work oh so hard to make it sound legitimate. I know for a fact most people watch telly, exercise, go for coffee, load of crock. I don't know whether that's actually possible that most people are doing that all the time. No because way. work still needs to be done. But anyway, lots of opinions coming through on that one. It's time to move on. Pat, my friends and my family, they've like really stepped up on Triple J. You know, so often on The Shake Up, we're talking about the negative aspects of stuff like dealing with the fallouts of a big fight with friends or family, that sort of thing. But this week on Hack, we heard a couple of really beautiful examples of friendship and how sometimes it's the thing that gets you through the most hectic parts of your life. Hi. My friends, they're like my sisters and they always have been, but they've like 
really stepped up and we just have an awesome crew. And there's something, I guess, for like young listeners just here is that like you don't understand, I guess, what your mates around you are capable of and I don't know, cherish that. Name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? Velociraptor. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Everyone thinks they're co-parenting with me, literally. It's really beautiful. Instead of, you know, I guess, looking at all the, the bad stuff and whatnot, but just really hold on to that mateship and look after each other. Thanks, Az, mate. I'll, um, I love you, bro. I'll speak to you later on. Yeah, mate, I love you too, and I uh, can't wait to, you know, eventually have a beer together again soon, brother. Love you. On Triple J. Aw, yeah, really, really touching stuff on those two legends that we interviewed earlier this week. So many of you reached out about those interviews. The first was with Elodie Pullen, who lost her partner Chumpy a couple of years ago, and she talked about how her mates got her through just by rallying behind her. And then those two guys you just heard, survivors of the Bali bombings, we spoke to about how they went through the worst thing you can imagine, and then in amongst all that trauma, they found mateship. I'm wondering, is this something that you can relate to? Like, tell me, did your mates get you something, get you through something really big, and how did they do it? Or maybe you're one of those people that feels a lot closer to your friends than you do to your family. Let me know. Call in 1300 555 You can message in as well, 0439757555. Let's ask our shake-up mate, Mamma Mia presenter, journalist Emma Gillespie. Dave Marchese's only friend. <laughs> at this point, yeah, but that could change at any moment. Um, can you relate to this, Em? Yeah, of course. I mean, who doesn't have a memory of the importance of friendship getting them through a tough time. I think obviously the stories of the bombing survivors and Elodie Pullen, oh my God, I mean... What a story. Just heartbreaking, incredible, inspiring stories. I have nowhere near that level of experience with friendship, but things like, you know, breakups. I remember like a couple of years ago starting to talk to my friends about ADHD, which I was diagnosed with eventually, and it was only through their support really that I felt brave enough to go and, you know, pull my finger out of my ass and deal with it. Mm. Breakups, like it's so easy to lean into just being on your own, crying on the floor, like eating ice cream in the bath or whatever. And and like it's because of friendship that you, all right, I'll get dressed today, I'll go out today, I'll get back on the apps today. You know, it's friendship. Yeah, of course. They really like get you going and um, can lift you up. Are you one of those people that has like a core group of tight friends and that's kind of it? Or do you have a lot of friends spread around everywhere? I've got a tight core group of besties, but I do have like a lot of people I would consider good friends in sort of like the universe around that. So like a satellite of awesome people in my life, but there's that core sort of, you know, five or so that you always want to lean on or reach out to in those moments of crises. And we're all traumatised through various experiences and it's trauma bonding, baby. I'm here for it. (laughs) What about young people? Do you reckon they rely on their mates a bit more, Em, that like as you get older, maybe you switch more to your immediate family or something like that? I don't know. Do you feel that there's a special bond and that your friendships change a bit over time. Do you look at where you were with your friends a few years ago and it was completely different? Yeah, I think post-pandemic, it's definitely changed the way that people approach friendships, young people approach friendships. 
it's shown us, you know, you can have a slimmed down version. You don't need to necessarily be hanging out with someone day in, day out for that connection to be strong. But on the flip side of that, if you didn't see a mate for six months because of lockdowns, maybe you had a realisation that, oh, actually, I, I don't need them or they don't bring much to my life. Yeah, it's true. We're having revelations and um, thinking about some deep stuff. And speaking of mates and friends, we've got one that's joined us now. Hey. Our second... Yes. Better late than never. <laughs> apologies, apologies. But never apologies, late apologies. is better. <laughs> yeah. you know, Whoa. You, know, you can probably I said last 10 minutes, I'll give you guys something to, to deal with. Yeah, so. exactly. The best 10 minutes you've ever heard. Exactly. I know. You're like, these 10 minutes is going to be good. You can probably hear from the voice. we got TikTok superstar Olin Tekas. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you guys for having me. I need, I need a bit more notice for the team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blaming you guys. <laughs> it's our fault. It's our but, fault. But I appreciate it. Thank you guys for inviting me. Oh, nah. Anytime. We're talking about friendship. So you, yes. someone, someone who's like, like, move to a different country. How important are your friendships to you? Like, when you're going through a tough time here, I imagine mm. it's pretty hard if you've got all your mates back home, right? Yeah, it was very hard, um, that COVID period um, over here, especially my best friend was having his wedding. I actually missed my best friend's, one of my best friend's wedding really? over here. Yeah, the COVID period, because I basically had a choice whether to go home, um, possibly not get back in the country um, over that COVID period or go to, go to, I uh, will stay here and trying to continue what I was doing. So, that, but he, he kind of understood, but it's a, it's a hard one. Definitely with friends and family living so far apart. Yeah, it's, it is tough. Like, what do you like with your friends? Do you treat them kind of like family? Are you the kind of person who, like, we just heard from an interview we had earlier this week and it was these two guys and they were just so open about how much they appreciate each other. They were saying, I love you, like on the radio as well. Are you that kind of person? Oh, no, my friend, we just roast each other 24-7. <laughs> I think that's our sign of love, really, like how how dirty we are to each other. That's, our, that's how close we are. But, yeah, we... Me and my friends collect mainly over gaming and and things like that. We've we all will go on like PlayStation and just talk in the lobby for hours about different stuff. That's kind of how I've caught up with him now. I'm on the other side of the world, but yeah, definitely. Um, I think the kind of friendships we have back home in England are that kind of like bannery friend. You just roast each other twenty four seven. Yeah, for sure. M, what about you? Are you the kind of person that tells your friends you love them all the time? Oh, yeah. Appreciate oh, that. Really? I'm very gushy. Yeah. I just always think if you're not going to say it now, when? What if you live to regret it? I tell my friends constantly I love them. Everyone in my life, it's a bit overkill, I think. But, <laughs> I mean, my love language, one of my love languages would have to be words of affirmation. Oh, there you go. So I will affirm you. Dave, you're doing an, an incredible job. Stop it. One of the best that's he ever done it. it. He needs it. <laughs> no, I don't. No, it's fine. I love it's you, Dave Marquez. Oh, thank you so much. Olan, say it. I know you said you don't say hey, it, but say you're it. You're doing an amazing nah, job. No, say right? I love you. I, say it. I, I really <laughs> like you as a person. <laughs> <laughs> you are so good at your job. Uh, hey. Hey, hey, I reckon it's time we move on to something a bit more controversial, you know? Hack. What am I supposed to do with all of my unwanted Christmas gifts? On Triple J. Yeah, unwanted presents. I saw this one. <laughs> you ever get something and think, nah, no thank you. You act all surprised and excited. Thank you so much for these weird salt and pepper shakers, which is an actual present that Stacey Gagoulis, Triple J presenter, gave me once. <laughs> and I smiled, I put on a bit of a show, you know. But then maybe I did it all wrong. I should have been brutally honest because blowing up on the internet this week, there was this 21-year-old who apparently got given a blanket that his mum's friend made him, right? She reckons she spent 900 hours making it. 900 hours is like more than a month straight. Like that's a... That's a long time. That's a long... But I don't know, if you crochet, maybe that's the, that's the amount of time it takes. I don't know. 
Apparently, the 21-year-old's got the blanket, told his mum, nah, I only like designer stuff, actually, you can give this back. Sounds pretty extreme. Sounds about right. Blew up Twitter, Reddit, all those platforms, as you can imagine, heaps of people condemning the guy. But then there were others saying, oh, it's the lady's fault because she was spending too much time making it. She didn't ask if he wanted it. What do you think? Have you ever told someone you don't like the present that they gave you or has someone said it to you? Let me know, 0439 757 5. You can call in as well, 1300 Our shake-up panel, M Gillespie from Mamma Mia and social media commentator, Olan Tekkers. Olan, thoughts on this one? Um, for me, this, this takes me back when uh, I got a terrible gift for my ex one time and I had to pretend that, you know, it was all right. It was like... No, what was, was it? like a... It's just like it? a. <laughs> we didn't have a lot of money at the time, so you know I, I really shouldn't have been too harsh. But it was just like a black t-shirt. Yeah, yeah it's okay. Like a black tee. Well, you're wearing a black tee now. I know. So it kind of sounds like that'd be the perfect I, gift. I know, you but at the time, the I, I don't know. I wanted Gotta something rain. a little bit more extravagant. <laughs> but I think at the time, I'm, ne- I'm never really going to say I don't appreciate it because I think that's just a bit more respectful to you know at least put on a a brave face and pretend like you like it a little bit. I think yeah. that's a bit respectful. Yeah, you know? Maybe it's like less about the fact that it was a black T-shirt mm. and more about the fact that could we have thought of something a bit more exciting <laughs> and thoughtful? Like, yeah. I don't think it matters what you're spending. It's just like Thought, right? getting a gift voucher. I hate getting a voucher. Right. I hate like looking someone in the eye, having the dollar value in front of me that they have spent. No, yuck. That's Ugh. so interesting because no I'm way. all about them. Just give me money. Like, mm. that's all I want, right? Kids, well, <laughs> kids nowadays, like t- early 21, so all you want is money from your parents, to be honest. Of course. You don't really want a present. Cost of living going up. You need it. Like, it's not <laughs> just about what you want. You need need it. Um, Em, have you ever had this situation where you've been given something particularly brutal, brutal, horrible, you're like, no, thank you. Not really. I mean, I've definitely been... Apart from the gift vouchers. (laughs) Apart from the vouchers. Thanks for nothing, Dad. Um, Apart from the vouchers, I'm I'm pretty, like, stoked to receive prezzies. But I tell you what really rips my nighty, Dave, when I get a (laughs) gift without a card, I want a card. Mm. I want you to tell me. You love me. Oh, you need that, the words of affirmation. Yeah. I got you. So if yeah. I get a present with no card, like I'd rather have nothing. I can oh. feel another like TikTok coming from Olin on this. He's like, yeah. Aussie's talking about, uh, whinging about presents. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sick of this Aussie. Yeah, there's always something you're whinging about. There's something there all the time. So I'm, gl- I'm sure I'll find something. It'll come to me. Apparently the lady who gave this blanket also gave the 21-year-old like 100 bucks or 150 bucks in cash. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? He Return the blanket but kept the cash. Stop. I mean, the blanket, come on. Even if it's hideous, which I don't doubt that it probably is hideous, surely he's looked at it and gone, you've put so much effort into yeah. this. This actually happened to some friends of mine <laughs> when one of them turned 18 when we were in high school and my friend had made like a cork board full of memories and photos from their 10 years of friendship, gave it to my mate. My mate was like, thank you so much. And then he said to me like 10 minutes later, this is so effing ugly. I don't know what to do with it and threw it out the next week, which that's, broke my heart. Oh, but she brutal. never knew that and I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, you got to... Protect the gift giver. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to just play all these kind of, these games and manipulate emotions. Sure, yeah, that's the most important thing. <laughs> we got some messages coming through, someone talking about the worst gift, someone saying lingerie from my in-laws. So awkward. That ain't right. <laughs> um, there's, so, there's a... There's, 
There's a message there. Yeah, I, well, I don't like the message, whatever it is. It's a weird um, one. Somebody else says, people often don't like my presence, not presence with a T, presence as in just being there. That's pretty sad. I'm so yeah, sorry. Wow. Um, we were talking about mateship before. <laughs> Find yourself some better ones. Um, another person says, people giving me unwanted gifts gives me anxiety. It makes me feel so bad that I don't want the thing they gave me. I say thanks, but I hate it. Somebody else backing M up here saying, vouchers suck. I'm not a fan at all. Yeah, it is a hard one. I actually get the anxiety buying the present. So if, oh, if really? someone's like, you got to go out, someone's birthday's tomorrow, go hit up the shops, get something. Oh, I can't deal with it. I'm walking around. I'm going mm. in and out. I'm trying to think of what they like. It, I but have a bit of a freak out. So satisfying no, Emma, when you nail it. Oh, when you nail it. Okay. So that's like, where we haven't been yet. You which haven't like nailed it. All of the the misses are worth it for that one hit when you have that incredible idea or you know you've given someone something that they're desperate for or they don't even know they want, but they're gonna freak out over. They unwrap it, you see it in their eyes. Oh, the reward. Cute, yeah. Olan, do you love buying presents? Yes. I'm actually weird with receiving presents as well, you know, like just... Oh, you get a bit yeah. too weird about it. You're like, don't, don't, don't. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, just give me it, you know. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how <laughs> give to... Give it now. Yeah, I don't know how to be. It's very... Because I'm... I don't know, like when we were younger, I used to always get... I used to get presents from my mum and that, but like just random people I never really used to get presents from. So yeah. like now when I say you're seeing someone or whatever, when you receive that gift, I'm still not so used to getting the gift well, from the, the thing, significant other. that's everyone's different. Like, people grow up differently. Like, same in my family. Like, it was kind of mum and dad, yeah, but like... Anyone else. Yeah, it didn't really happen. And then, like, when I got these friendships outside at uni and stuff, everyone's giving presents for everything. It's like, oh, like, you woke up this morning, here, have a present. Like, there's just all these presents <laughs> yeah. all the time. I struggle um, with, like, a big birthday. If it's a small birthday gathering, I know, like, yeah, probably got to bring a present. But if mm. someone's having a house party or, like, a big group event, dinner yeah. thing, I'm like, I'm not bringing a present. And then mm. someone else brings a present and then you look oh, terrible. Yeah. Hey, it's fair enough. Look, we've got a lot of messages coming through on the text line. We've got a message here from Jen who says, I hate getting presents, love a useful gift, like I have enough stuff and I know what I wanted. Get me something practical or better yet, an experience we can share together. That's a good one. Another person says, I'm a vegetarian and for my 21st, my boss at the time gave me a brand new fur. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a real nice. misread of me that's, that's as a person. It's so expensive. So it's a double, it's like, Oh, it was generous, I guess. Yeah, was Frank Sinatra? That's so weird. <laughs> it's pretty weird. Um, look, lots happening there, but I've got to say, guys, that's the end of the show. It must seem like it was only 15 minutes, Olan. Yeah, I don't like, know. For about 10 seconds. <laughs> you <laughs> made an impression. Hack on Triple J. Big thanks again to our shake-up panel, Olin Teckers and M Gillespie, and the hard-working hat crew executive producer Claire Bloomer, senior producer Serge Negus, extra production by AJ Williams and all of our talented reporters as well. We'll be back next week with more of Hack. I'll catch you then. Have a great weekend.